You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by you because that story show is listener supported. Join the community today at patreon.com slash that story show. This episode of that story show is brought to you by St. John's Guano. When you can't fly away, but you don't have it in you to stay. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey, who was cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. I left her some guano. Hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is James Kennison. And this is That Story Show, where we are telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 297, brought to you the week of May the 16th, 2019. Like I said, my name is James Kinnison, and welcome back to the show, Austin Reason. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. Good to have you back. I uh, I hope you've been doing well. And... Um, John is is sending out his um, apologies to everyone that he can't make it, but he, he should. John's so awesome though that we had to replace him not with just one co-host or guest host, but <laughs> two. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show for the first time, Janusz Strzepkalaka Lama Lama Ding Dong. Welcome, hi. hi. Glad to be here. Now, let's just settle this once and for all. How the mm-hmm. f- how the how the freak do you say your name? All right, it's Janusz <laughs> uh-huh. Strespek. Strespek. I've been seeing Strespek for and, and thinking I was like a right. Decade, like a decade. Yes, you said it right once. I think. Uh, yeah, I did last week. I said it right because you finally yeah. like spelled it out phonetically for me on the internet. Mm-hmm. And now the, the important question, Janusz, is, is how many ways have you heard it wrong? Or what's your, what's your favorite wrong way of saying your last name? Oh, it's j- the ways James has said it, <laughs> clearly. The, uh, the collection, I think it was, there's an episode in the, pa- in the past where I collected all of them. And played yeah, them as, as a sound and sent them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have I them that. saved on my phone, ready to, to uh, show people. <laughs> Um, That's fantastically, and people always you're, you're crack up. A, James, you're a conversation starter at, at Janusz's parties now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad I oh, could yeah. be of service. We were oh, talking yeah. a little before the show. Uh, I, my last name has the opposite problem. My last name is Reason, which is easy to say, but no one is willing to spell. It's not even that they can't spell it right. It's that they're not willing. I I think reason. it's one of those names people don't believe is real. 
I it, didn't. Well, yeah. It sounds yeah. like a superhero alter ego. <laughs> Hi, I'm yeah. Austin Reason, but by night, I'm Logic Man. Dallas Logic, yeah. So oh. I, I, the last name is R-E-A-S-O-N. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you spell that? I say, like the word. Yeah. And they say, R-I-E-S-E-N? Yeah. And I say, no, like that's... The candy? That's the chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Great, great candy, by the way. But I say, no, reason like logic. And they go, oh, so like. Now they can't spell reason because they <laughs> forgot how. Yeah. One of the funny things, I mean, you know, I grew up with this name, so it's not weird to me. Right. And then mm-hmm. my entire life, every time I introduce myself for the first time, there has to be the conversation about, no, that's that's literally my name. It's not uh. a stage name or, or something like that. It's not. Yeah, it's not my superhero alter ego or anything. Wow. No, it's just one of those names. It's just people aren't used to hearing that word in that place. mm -hmm. You know, right. And and for me, like like Reasington would be something (laughs) you would expect or (laughs) Renson, you know, you wouldn't question that, but reason and everybody's like, okay, what's the deal here? What is the literal reason? His name is reason. That's the second thing. That's the second thing is heaven help me. If it's anywhere after Halloween, the first thing out of somebody's mouth is, Oh, are you, are you the reason for the season? Ah, <laughs> oh. oh gosh. Here's here. I'm going to use my new sound effect for that one. <laughs> yeah. I need that on my phone. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. So whenever somebody tries to read it, they have the opposite problem where they go. It's like you said, it, it fries their brain they're like it can't just be reason it must be he must have misspelled his own name is it redson i get reasoner all the time people do it with my name you you know it's kennison it's not a super popular name i I don't really care for it um but people are like ken kenderson kinson (laughs) uh keniston Kensington. I mean, everything. I'm like, it's right there. It's Ken O son. It's really dorky sounding. It's very James. I like James Kensington. Uh, I, I I would, I would prefer that. And I always get, are you related to Sam Kennison? And I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I'm not. Because first of all, I'm adopted. I was born James Lewis Rogers and my mom wanted all our last names to be my stepdad. So we were adopted and secondly, uh, he spells it completely different. It's like K I N S O N or something like that. So, and he's dead. So even if I was related, there would be no real <laughs> reason. Oh, sorry to, uh, so, to, to claim the fame. Stresbeck is spelled S T R Z E P E K. Stresbeck. So that, yes. Stresbeck is how it, kind of looks stirs yeah and Man. it's basically pronounced like that first z and e are flipped right right well, my- so it's like brett Favre is brett Favre. Uh, yeah that's what i <laughs> yeah. i've started trying to tell people that to see if they get it they don't seem to get it well um my sisters have the opposite problem they have names that sound normal but have alternate spellings by default oh, yeah Leanne can be spelled multiple ways, but she spells it L E E space A N N. There could be an A N N E. They could be all one word. It could be L E I G H A N N E. I mean, there's a million ways to spell Leanne. And then Amy, uh, my sister, A M Y being the most popular, is an A I M E E. So, uh, yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's a mess. So, where are you guys calling from? Uh, reason, where are you at? 
I am still in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, but I am fixing to move. Uh, I'm still going to be in Dallas, but uh, we're we're just moving down the street. Oh, so um, but uh, yeah, here in Dallas, Texas, for the last two years. So well, I hope we can it. hear you from there if we have you on the show again. So from down the street, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, we're we're going to be switching from AT and T to Spectrum Internet, so uh, oh. I should have even faster speeds. Good, good mm-hmm. deal. And and Yanish, where are you uh, where are you hailing uh, from today? I'm in Westminster, Colorado, which is halfway between Boulder and Denver. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. And that's that's I, how you know that city is because yeah. it's close to other cities. I live in a city you don't that's have right. to do that with, and uh, yeah, so. <laughs> St. Louis, St. Louis, you know, everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh. I currently do. I, it's, it's been really weird not having over the last two years, not having to explain what I mean when I say where I live. Yeah. Tiny little town called Johnsonville, North Carolina. Ooh. And um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so small. We didn't have a, 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 a post office. Johnsonville. So the mail had to come. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I used to live in Boulder. Oh but. gosh, Boulder! Now everything's wrong. Yep. Uh, John, <laughs> let's move <Something>. on. <laughs> oh man, we always start with an opening story. This one's sent to us from Keith Helsley, uh, another great listener. After riding bikes for half my young life, I was probably in the third grade when I got my first ten-speed bike. I felt it was about time since I'd actually been riding bikes without training wheels since I was four years old. He said, must have been a smart kid. I suppose my parents also agreed, but I had to learn some important differences between riding my old single speed bike and this new one. For starters, to shift speeds, I would need to stop pedaling coast shift and start pedaling again. See, I never did it that way, guys. I didn't know that was the way to do it. When I read the email, I was like, that's interesting because I always enjoyed pedaling the entire time and hearing the chain rattling on the gears back there. Oh, that's but, how you did it. Yeah. Otherwise it won't change. Will it? Well, I guess, but it, it, he he's presenting it like there's a three-step process. And for me, it was just shift. <laughs> and yeah. finally, I, finally it's harder to pedal, you know, but anyway, he said, cool. I can handle that. I could barely wait to ride across town to show off my bike to my friend. One other new thing to get used to was the handbrakes. Oh, yes. Lord Jesus. Yes. With the shifter attached to my back tire, you also couldn't attach a coaster brake. You had to use a handbrake, one for the back tire, one for the front. Cool. It made it seem all the much closer to riding a motorcycle. I never thought of it that way. But yeah, you got your brakes and stuff. So uh, all the way across town, I practiced shifting speeds, enjoying the new ability of being able to freely pedal backwards, which is the awesomest thing about 10-speed bikes when you're a kid is Mm -hmm. being able to casually do that. The other awesome thing is being able to let go of the handlebars and steer without your hands. That comes later, though. And only the cool kids can do that. I'm not cool, apparently. I never got that far. Shirtless, long-haired guys with mustaches can also do it, you know, in shorts. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, he said, and I didn't have to worry about those coaster brakes. I, he's talking about, you know, the ones that you pedal backwards and, and, uh, the ones the little kids always forget about and just try to put their feet down. Uh, uh, nobody actually told me how to use the handbrakes, but how hard could it be? When I approached the intersection, I gave the lever near my right hand a squeeze. The back brake brought me to a smooth stop. Simple but it was noticeably slower than my coaster brake on my other bike. I guess I would just have to get used to it and allow more distance to stop. 
After showing my bike off to my friend, it was time to go home, and the ride was mostly unremarkable until something ran out of the bushes alongside the road and zoomed across the street right in front of me. I don't recall what it was. Probably a cat. All I know is I had to react fast. I squeezed the brakes, both of them, hard. Let me freeze. He says, Uh let me freeze time for a moment. The reason the back brakes feel mushy is because when they clamp down and the tire stops turning, the rest of the weight of the bike and the rider are supported by the front tire. We're getting a science minute here. Uh, However, when the front brake clamps down and the front tire stops turning, all the momentum of the bike and the rider keep moving forward. When when an immovable wheel designed to sprint freely on its axis, well, it keeps spinning freely and the rest of the bike rotates right along, open over its axis. Okay, science class over. Let's unfreeze time. So he (laughs) says, amazing breakdown. I know, man, I'm smarter already. So there there I was laying in the middle of the street, freshly flung over the handlebars. Looking up at the bright blue summer sky, wondering how in the world I got there. One moment, riding down the street, the next, having the entire field of vi- my entire field of vision replaced with nothing but sky. I uh, did I appreciate my unexpected science lesson? Of course not. I got up, I looked around to make sure nobody saw me learning my science lesson, and got back on my bike, rode home, and never told anybody about it until now. Well, aren't we lucky? Keith Helsley. Thank you so much for sending that awesome. in. Thank you, Keith. Man, I, I know what he's talking about. I don't know that I ever flipped over the handlebars, but I know that back tire came up off the ground at least once or twice in my life. I, I've done that a, a handful of times, but one time I was I was riding through my neighborhood and some, some friends were uh, playing with a basketball and it got away from them mm. and it started rolling across the street way down in front of me. I'm going to, I'm going to, zoom down there and stop it because it was ah. fixing the, it was going to run down a hill and you know get away from him. i said let me help him out and i so i sped up to get there right about the point of no return i realized this was the worst idea i've had <laughs> in, in a long long time and so um i somehow thought that if i got there in time i could i could bounce the ball off of my front wheel i, I don't know how i thought i was going to pull off that timing it's <laughs> a cool move man would have been amazing that would have been you know, sweet if, if i'd have pulled it off but you'd have been the, uh, scraping like, girls off of you for years <laughs> no so i i sped up to get there and then i realized this is a terrible idea so i i started to slow down to let it go in front of me and that apparently was when i calculated it exactly uh, to hit my front tire aye, aye, aye. but it hit my front tire right as i went over a patch of like sand mm. all sand that gathers in the rain yes it, and I skidded out as soon as I hit that thing and went down with my right elbow <laughs> just into the grab the, the like asphalt gravel sand. Oh. All of my body weight on the one elbow. Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it was it was cool, but just not, you know, for the right not intentionally, yeah. Not not like <laughs> Right, right, right. Oh gosh. Ooh. Yeah. It, it, wow. bikes are the you know, they're wonderful at that age because they are literally the freest you will ever be they are freedom and uh but that they are also the most dangerous things to put a kid on (laughs) oh i learned that going head over heels over your um bicycle (laughs) is called an endo oh really because you're end over end end end. yeah there was a there was an uh brewery slash bike shop called endo 
I was going to say, I, it sounds like a trick when you say it that way. Like, look, guys, I'm going to do a cool trick. I'm going to do an endo. Endo. Nope. Endo put him in the hospital. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Is hey, a brewery and bike shop? Yeah, I know. It was weird. I didn't. Oh, you want to hear <laughs> something weird? Though. Not a block from my house is a bar and a haircut place mixed together. It's a it's Ooh. a woman's salon with a full bar, and I don't know what they're thinking. I'm not a drinker, but if I were, <laughs> I would not be wanting whiskers and hair particles floating around floating my around drink. No. Everyone must have like the little sippy cup lids. <laughs> You're going to have your whiskey and your little mm-hmm. shot in a, in a little sippy cup. cup. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hair out. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work out for them, but. It's definitely becoming a thing around here, though, is everybody is serving alcohol everywhere now. So you go to the nail salon and they offer you a wine yeah. or you go there. There's well, these, all these barber shops that offer you a shot of whiskey yeah. while you're getting your hair cut. I, I get that, but this place literally is trying to be a hundred percent bar and a hundred percent salon at the same time. And no, no, that's too much. I can't imagine if on a Friday night, you know, a bunch of friends going out like, you know, I feel like getting a little snockered and I want to get my hair done. So let's all go out and do that. You know, it's just mixing alcohol with getting your hair done does not seem like a wise thing. There, there's got to be a designated decider. That says, no, that style would not look good on you. You have to trust me and you have to give me your keys. So, and, yeah, that's right. but anyway, uh, we have some news. I want to mention something I mentioned at the beginning of the show last week. Uh, June 29th is Narthex Con. That's what we're going to call it this year. Anyway, yes. it's going to be a live recording <laughs> of that story show and our sister show, Red School Bus. Um, and a meet and greet and Q and a time. We're going to have giveaways. It's right here in St. Louis, South city at the Melvin theater. Uh, we, it's absolutely free, uh, for all ages. If you want to come, just let me know. Uh, we have an event, uh, in, in, on, on the, uh, Facebook page, if you want to go there, but what I need you to do is go to nlcast.com on the very, very top of the page, click register now and let me know who you're bringing and uh, we're going to just have a blast. And uh, I hope a lot of folks will come. I know some folks have already booked their plane tickets and already have their Airbnb set up. And, and they're, they're going to be some here. Folks on the ball on this thing. Say what? There are some folks that are on the ball about this thing. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're they're like, into it. And and I'm and a lot of folks are saying oh, next year. And, and I hope you I hope uh, folks will plan on coming next year if they can't this year. I know it's kind of last minute, seems like. But. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and if you're local or you're within eight hours, you ought to drive it. You ought to just just come on out. It'll be fun. So, so James, you gotta you gotta do me a favor, okay? I need you to anytime something of interest for a tourist to St. Louis comes across your desk, I need you to forward it to me so I can start surreptitiously sliding it to my wife. Okay. Vacation for next year at NarthexCon because you're about ten hours oh. from us. So. Yeah, that's Far, that, we're going to stay for a few days. You need to fly. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to fly. Anything yeah, but, over well, four hours is is flying. We'll material. we'll make the drive. That's not the problem. The problem is if we're going to drive that far, got to do some uh, stuff. That's that's our vacation for the year. So oh, uh, I got you. So I need, you know, and Keely's been there. She's been up in the arch. I never have. So oh, yeah, there's tons of stuff to do here, man. That's my current angle. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, but the boys and I have never been up in the arch. So. Yeah, you got to come to City yeah. Museum. You need to eat. 
it, that's you need to take the brewery tour. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to do. These these are the yeah. things I need. I need to just casually mention them on my Facebook page so that Keely will see them. How yeah, how I, casually and how quickly can you do it? Because the 29th is is just around. Oh no no no. Oh no no. Next year. No no. I'm. <laughs> Did I mention I'm moving? This. Did I mention I'm moving this year? This year. Well, I'll be moving June 22nd if All things right. go well. All right. See, that gives you plenty of time to get set up and get your button gear. Uh, I drove there last time. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Uh, I've I, met Yanush. He's been through here. He he went on a tour of uh, Route 66, and we, oh, wow. were, we yeah. were one of the stops. Yeah. It goes right through St. Louis. That's right. Yeah. But as a matter of fact, uh, we have a awesome, famous frozen custard stand on route 66 oh, i went there and it was delicious ted drews man can't beat it mm-hmm. all right well let's do some weekly updates or weekly rewind <laughs> as we call it <laughs> all right i'm gonna let my guests go first austin why don't you start us off with uh something funny that's happened in the last few days or so so I mentioned uh, that uh, that I'm moving, and this kind of this kind of got dropped in our laps um, by our by our current landlords uh, pretty quick, where they're they're wanting to sell the place, and so um, we had just come up with like a two year plan to save up some money and buy a house, and three mm-hmm. days later we got the phone call, "Hey, could y'all be out by the end of June?" Oh man! <laughs> so uh, so needless to say, uh, instead of taking our time, uh, we have been completely uh, had our lives completely taken over. James, I know, I know, you know all about oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Recently, we yeah. thought we were moving too. So yeah, it 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 takes up all of your emotional energy. It's it's really mm-hmm. the only thing you can you can even think about. So we we've seen I don't know nine or ten places in the last two or three weeks, and uh, thankfully we we we're we're in the process with one. So good. Um, now that I've both said it out loud and on a podcast, it's sure to fall through. But um, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully not. So, so we were looking around, and uh, there there are just some weird, weird houses uh, in this area. And mostly, we've been, we've been looking at condos. So we've looked at like eight versions of the same floor plan yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And some of them just have these these random. Why is there a whole? You know, there's a there's like a skylight in a room, but it doesn't go through the ceiling through through the roof. It just goes from the bathroom through up into like nothing and just <laughs> random things like that. And uh, we went into one, but most of them were, were nice. Even if they were weird, finally got to the one uh, that was, that was just probably not as well maintained, you know, like right. open a drawer in the kitchen and the, and the face of the drawer fell off Whoa, in my hand. That's not good. Um, yeah. Things like that. And uh, there, there was, it, at first we weren't sure if somebody still lived there. Really? Um, because yeah, well, when we, when we first came in, there was like a table in the dining room area, but then we realized there were no chairs around it, and there was no furniture or anything like that. Mm. So Ghosts. We, yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, so that was the thing. Is like I'm I'm remembering it's vampires you know, mostly your horror stories with the like the wolf house or whatever, <laughs> and all the you know the creepy things, and uh, I'm just expecting something. Uh, you know, you open up a open up a cabinet and a body falls out or something like that, mm-hmm. and sure enough, no. You know, I opened up a uh, what what you call it the um, the bathroom like the door. utility room or oh. the washer and the dryer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was that? Oh, I I said you opened the bathroom door. I was hoping it was the bathroom door, but go ahead. <laughs> no, it was the the uh, utility room for the washer and dryer, and open it up, and there is 
the biggest bat. Ah! <gasps> really? Mm. Hanging, just like chilling. Dude. Ooh. Are you uh, serious? I immediately, I immediately slammed the doors. Heck yeah. Right? I wasn't wrong about vampires. That's That was a vampire. Yep. That's why they didn't have chairs and tables. And, or they, they, they just don't eat. Well, they don't eat at home. <laughs> yeah. And there yeah, were no Oh. And that's so. So later on, uh, or, or rather earlier today, Gosh. I texted my boys and I told them, "Hey, look, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be on that story show. I need an idea for some uh, some funny stories." We're constantly telling me, "Hey, Dad, you need to send that one in or yeah, save that one yeah. for the show or something like that." And I was like, "I need an I need some ideas for some funny stories," and it auto corrected. To, I need some ideas for some fake stories. <laughs> I caught it right before I hit sin and I chuckled to myself, but then I decided, how about what if I just did a fake story? Oh, so it was my, you my suck. Hat. You <laughs> suck. Oh. <laughs> Why would it be a bat, James, unless I was on this show? Why would it be a bat? I thought it was real and I was feeling it, man. I believed <laughs> you. I was feeling the chills of a giant bat. I was like, I had questions. I thought, how did it get in there? (laughs) You know, unless it really was a vampire and it, and it transformed and got itself caught in there and couldn't transform back for some reason. I was rationalizing all over the place on your behalf. Never again. but here's your gospel of Kinnison moment. That was it was a lie wrapped in truth because yeah. we did view some houses and the the drawer did fall off in my hands and the house was kind of yeah. kind of sketchy and I was a little yeah. bit concerned. By now that. No, now no you're lie. sketchy. So yeah. <laughs> what I what, <laughs> hope it was what worth I was suspicious it. about was just one bat. You know, right, see right, just right. one bat hanging out by themselves. I don't know about bats. Do they have to be in in groups? I've only ever seen one bat at a time. But was it flying or was it just hanging out? It was just hanging out on the roof of a cave. Mm. Usually you see a lot of bats. I I, I would die if I saw a lot of bats. That's what I debated, I debated going with a, a lot of bats and I decided it would freak James out more if it was a giant bat. So yeah. A giant bat. Well, yeah. And, and I, I didn't imagine a giant bat, like a baby sized bat or anything. Um, <laughs> but, but it was, it was bigger than like those little mouse bats. It was in my mind, at least as big as a Twinkie, that, which would be a scary sized bat. Oh man. Twinkie, I was thinking twi- like Twinkie bat, a foot long bat. And then I was like thinking how we, bat. we nickname all the houses that we went and looked at, like, you know, uh, there was Hill house and, and, uh, you know, you mentioned, um, uh, Wolf house, Wolf house and stuff. Yeah, and this would be Bat House. And I thought that's what your kids were going to tell you. Tell them about Bat House. But no, it's Talk all, it's all yeah. bull crap. So I'm moving on to uh, <laughs> to to Janusz. Uh, all right. Stress back. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. All right. So, yeah, this last week was uh, Mother's Day. Yes, it was. Yeah. So we all went out with the family to, uh, what is the place? P.F. Chang's. Oh, yeah. It's a good oh, place. Yeah. And my sister, Aniela, and she brought her daughters and her husband. What's your sister's yeah. name? Did you Aniela. say Aniela? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thought, I thought, and, thought you were being racist and saying nope. she, she was yellow. So. <laughs> nope. So. Uh, yeah, the whole family. So we got, yeah, Nico is my brother. 
Where is your family from? Uh, Boston area. Where do they get their? Did they not buy a baby book name? A book? No, they're yeah, they're Ken and Jamie. And then they said, "Oh, let's give our kids uh, names <laughs> that aren't Ken from and Jamie." <laughs> ancestry. Okay. So they looked in the the Polish and Albanian sides of the family. Oh, then you lucked yeah, out. And dug it up. No, yeah, my youngest brother is Andrzej. Oh boy, which is spelled A N D R Z E J. What the heck? Whoa, yeah. whoa. what now? R A A N what? That sounds like a Brian Regan joke. <laughs> Number seven, the letter. Yeah, oh, exactly. Letter Q. Brodavan No, it's it makes perfect sense in Polish, but not in English. Well, I can't so. make fun of it anymore if it's not Norwegian. Um, so I, I oh, res- yeah. respect, but man. Yeah, it it's worked out. I think okay, but yeah. so yeah, the nieces were there, and. Little kids always say funny things. So we're just having our food. And my about six or seven-year-old niece, she turns to me and she says, can you speak British? <laughs> uh, so I'm like, uh? And so I, I go back to her and I say, no, I can't in my best attempt at an accent. It sounds like Jenna. Jenna's yeah. accents. But she, she believed it. She's oh. like, yes, you can. You just did. <laughs> And it moved on. To, there's a there's a boy in my class who speaks British. <laughs> like, oh, I love that it's a language. He, it's yeah, a, where's he from? He's bilingual. I think he's from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, um, are you sure? No, nope, nope. <laughs> so, I'm ninety percent sure on that one. So, yeah. So let's. Uh, Let's all hear our Brit- best British accents. Janusz, uh, okay. I want to give you another try. So, okay. Since you said well, we, got, we need a, we need a test phrase. All right. Um, the rain in Spain stays <laughs> mainly in the it. plain. <laughs> Thank you, my fair lady. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. There you go. The rain in Spain falls <laughs> mainly on the plain. All right. That's not too bad. All right, Austin. I cannot do this. <laughs> Come on. That's the whole point. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Oh my you got God. <laughs> are we are we doing the rain in Spain? Yes. Yep. I was yes. trying I was trying to think of a Doctor Who phrase I could throw out and then you went rain in Spain on me. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear yours. How about let's hear yours? <laughs> okay. Um the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plane. Perfect. Was a, I was a little cockney there, wasn't it? I yeah, was transported. The rain to, in Spain stays mainly in the plane. I okay. That's Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> All right, Austin. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I thought I got out of it. Nope. Come on. I'm not, <laughs> try. Dance monkey. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. The, oh, the chat room is begging. Yeah. Where's the chat room? I can't even see the chat room. Oh, I'm just trying to find that over there. It's, uh, it's, it's there under that story show on the Discord uh, server. Gosh, okay. Let me see. Let me, let me get it. This, you were channeling a little Bert from Mary Poppins there. That's what I was trying to get oh, to. Oh, exactly. The rhine in spine stays mainly in the blind. That's the way, <laughs> that's the way he did it. What's, oh, uh, yeah. what's it. And, of course, that is historically the worst British accent yes, ever done on film. I've been told. Uh, what does he say? Uh, uh 
Mary Poppins. <laughs> See, that's not bad. You could do rain in Spain. No, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> you suck. I mean, uh, how kind of you to be on my show as a guest, and I love you. Okay. Um, but I you, suck. Okay. You did it. <laughs> you, you did a British accent. You spoke British. That's the yeah, important I did. thing. I spoke my British. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So my weekly update is, is called Dog Spray. Um, we bought this dog no. repellent spray. <laughs> And, oh, that's better than I was thinking. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that kind of spray, thankfully. Um, but no, it's just this compressed gas canister that has something in it. And um, we don't really know what it is. And I use that to really pull one over on my kids. And I never expected it to go as well as it did. Because my daughter comes up to me and tells me a brief story. She's like, yeah, I borrowed my friend's slides. And I don't know if everybody calls them that. So they're basically flip-flops that kids wear with uh, dark socks, which Adidas ones, right? Yeah. 20 years ago, old men did that and it was horrible. (laughs) Now it's, you know, trendy and cool, but uh, she, she has her friend's slides and she's like the dog, uh, the little dog grabbed one of them and brought it over to me. And so I popped her on the nose and I put it back and it immediately went back and got the same one again. So I sprayed a little bit of the stuff on it and it went and bought it, put its mouth on it and it kind of shook its head and then it walked away and then pouted. And that was just so great that it worked. And immediately I knew I needed to make her sorry that she had sprayed this stuff on the, because she was way too happy with herself. So <laughs> I casually might have mentioned that it was, did you know that that stuff is actually made of roach pee? And I, I, ex- I expected immediately to be called out because I'm a jokester. I'm always bullcrapping my kids. I'm always making right. stuff up. And, and they're like, oh, really? <laughs> I knew I had them. I had something. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's, you got bite. it's roach pee. They, uh, it's it's you don't believe it it's it's on the ingredients and so they grab the can they're looking for the ingredients and uh i said no it's not going to stay roach pee it's going to say the chemical name but and so whatever it was on there i had it covered and it was some sort of logic flag of flag lane or whatever and so my daughter i says yeah look it up on the internet she says hey google what is logic frag lane or whatever it was and and Google gave a great response. She said it's a chemical compound found in blah 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 and this and that and the other. And it said nothing about roaches, but it did not say anything about roaches either. It did not say it. Okay. <laughs> it didn't Neither clear. confirm nor deny. Exactly. It was just the right amount of perfection to make it actually sound legit. Um so it even pronounced it correctly. However, my daughter said it was wrong. So, um, so then, uh, my wife comes in and, and, and we're mid conversation. So we, we go ahead. I'm like, yeah, let's just bring Jen along for the ride too. And, uh, so I talked about, I said, baby, did you know that when I sprayed the, the legs of the couch, that that's actually roach pee. And she's like, Oh, and the kids are like, yeah, it is. Cause we looked it up. And <laughs> she's like, well, I, I could see it in her face. She was, confirmation. she was grossed out. But you could see in her face, she's like thinking, that's really gross, but it's better than the dog chewing on my my brand new couch <laughs> legs, so I'll, I'll deal with it. Well, I let them think that for a good 10 minutes, and I finally just started laughing, and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, roach pee? You guys really believe that this stuff is made out of roach pee? 
I don't even think roaches <laughs> pee. I don't, I don't even know if they do or not. And they're like, Rah! they're all mad at me. They're, you know, I'm getting beat up by my how wife. Do you, how do you collect it? Broke you. Yeah, I figure you, you raise roaches on a paper towel. And then every now and then you just come in and wring out the paper towel. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Wring it out into a little funnel. So and then you you compress it and put it in a in a canister and you sell it as dog uh, dog repellent. But yeah, uh, yeah my wife uh, was horrified. Uh, she, she told me afterwards about <laughs> having me having sprayed it on the couch. But she she had indeed decided that it was worth it uh to to keep the dogs off the couch a little, a little roach pee and and my mm-hmm. daughter came back later and she was like i was so afraid of what i was going to tell my friend that i had sprayed roach pee all over her slides but <laughs> <laughs> so, so james do you have the same problem i do where if you say something that's just even slightly your kids look at you for a couple of beats and they can't yes. tell if you're, you're like serious. I got this. I'm taking this to the next level. I'm going to ride this train as far as it goes. Oh, no, no. I mean, I have the problem where the opposite happens, where I'll be telling them about something that's actually legitimately true. They don't believe it. But it's just like a, a weird science fact or an interesting thing that happened in my day. And they all kind of just stare at me for a second and wait to see if I'm going to laugh. Or if I'm messing with you, would think I would get more of that, but I, but I don't. I think I'm such a good liar. It's scary. It, I scare myself, really. But I mean, Roach P. If you can pull that off, what can't you lie about? You can do anything. Yeah. And there are other repellents that are made from pee of different animals. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't so. that far fetched. I mean, you you got to yeah. wrap the lie around the truth. It's it's mm-hmm. the way it works. Sure. So uh, yeah, I saw some at the store. They had a uh, coyote, coyote pee. urine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, keeps away the. Well, mm-hmm. uh, as exciting as that was, I can't wait to hear you guys' featured <laughs> stories. So let's jump right into it. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. All right. Um. Let's say rock paper scissors shoot. Let's uh, rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> who who wants to go first? I don't care. I'll, I'll just, take it away, man. I'll get it out of the way. All right. Yeah. I went first for the for the uh for the uh what you call it? Yanish, what do they call you for yeah. what do they call you for short? Like, Yanni. Yanni. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm gonna stick with Yanish. That's that okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yanni sounds <laughs> like a saxophone player from the nineties, so it is. Uh, okay. No, that was so. Yanni was actually came up with my from my uh, the Albanian side of my family. Okay, didn't like the Polish name they'd gave him given their child. It was my great grandmother, and she's like Janos. That is not a good name, Yanni. That sounds more Albanian. <laughs> I will call you Yanni, and oh. then it just kind of stuck. Okay, well, so, I'll I'll call you right, so Yanni. You were doing a British thing earlier. Your Albanian is even better than your British. I know, right? You're you're trilingual. Yeah. yeah. You speak, I, <laughs> you speak three languages. It's great. Yeah. So, but yeah, Janusz, Yanni, it's either's fine. Um, I'm going to call so, you Yan Yan. Nope. <laughs> 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 Not in the approved list. Um, so that's your newest Patreon level, James. Oh, Ooh. yes. Yes. So, 
um, as payback, I'm going to tell you that I've been doing a lot of adulting in the past couple ah! of years. <laughs> uh, you got the I, uh, bomb, so. I got married. Does that count? <laughs> uh, and then what? we, yeah. I got married. Recently got married? Within the past, like two and a half years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> hey, if you consider yourself married for life, that was just the other day. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But I, you know, I'm, I, I guess I was stuck in weekly update mode. Uh, I was like, you got like married? La- last no. weekend. Why, why was yeah. that not in the weekly updates? <laughs> no, then, uh, in other news, I yeah, got married. The other adulting, we, uh, we bought a house. Ugh. So, I mean, I mean, congratulations. I'm just uh, yeah, over yeah, the yeah, adulting. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's a big I mean, responsibility. I fits those kind of fit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. 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 But so it's, it's just called house. buying a house, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like an adult. Uh, right. Yeah. But it's not so, uh, adulting. Yeah. We got a mortgage. Mortgaging like an adult. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to help you out. Uh, very first thing. Um, so I was excited. Very first home repair had came up. Oh, home, or something home broke, repair. and I had to fix it myself instead of the getting the landlord to fix it or anything. Yeah, fixing. Because <laughs> yeah, I've never owned a place, but right. my father-in-law uh, gave me a bunch of tools, tooling as a gift, <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, my wife comes to me and says, "Hey, the toilet's leaking." Leaking. I'm like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I go over and it turns, I'm walk, looking for the leak and it's the, uh, the tube going into the toilet tank is just dripping water. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, it's just a, just a little loose. Just got to tighten that thing up. Oh. So I go get my new, uh, wrench that my <laughs> father-in-law gave me. You don't me. use tools on that thing. Apparently not. Cause the first thing that happened was it snapped. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hand tight thing, man. Snapped right off. When it when it's leaking, you just had to replace it. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, uh oh, I've got this broken hose. <laughs> it's draining. It's too late. Like, fortunately, yeah, um, Home Depot hadn't closed yet, so I went on down, <laughs> and I'm wandering in there with this sad little hose in my hand, and I <laughs> got anything <laughs> looks like this. Yeah, no, so the there's very few people, so the one of the women in the orange uh, vest or Are you aprons. adulting, sir? You look yeah, like you I, need some help. I'm like, huh, can you uh, help me? And she's like, You need a you need a supply line? I'm like, What? Uh oh, yes. in your hand? Yes, I knew yes. the name of that. Yeah. Yeah, the supply line, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they're over on aisle, whatever. <laughs> and oh man, there were so many to choose from, but I got it. Good deal. Yeah, brought it back, hooked it all up, uh, hand tightened it. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Learned that lesson. And <laughs> so I'm like, all right, done. First home repair, one trip to the hardware store. Yeah, that's a, a that's a, later, my wife comes back. It's still leaking. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what? It's so, never the first repair. Did, no, never. Did never you put uh, the, the, the Teflon tape on it? Um, I don't remember. Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> if you don't remember, but, you didn't. Check real quick. Yeah. But I, I take the, uh, so I'm like, where's this coming from? So I take the toilet tank lid off and 
a jet of water just starts spraying around oh. the entire bathroom. <laughs> like, it's not just going straight up. It's like flailing around. Please let it directions. be a little man peeing everywhere. Uh, close. Oh. Okay, not close at all, actually. It was the, uh, <laughs> there's a little rubber hose that goes from one piece to another that had gotten loose. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's just, it fills the toilet tank. Or yeah. The jets. Oh. Yeah. But it had fall, gotten loose, and it was like uh, one of those wacky, wavy, waving, inflatable arm <laughs> yeah. tube men. It was selling cars, and dancing. <laughs> or I've seen a. There's like a kid's sprinkler toy that does looks like this too. Yes. But yeah, it basically evenly coated the entire bathroom with a nice layer of to- toilet water, to- to- toilet fresh water. toilet water. But adulting. Yeah. But I figured out. I put put it back in, <laughs> and I <laughs> tightened it in place, and. Can only got mostly soaked so i, I survived <laughs> my first my first home repair my my uh wife was telling her father-in-law she said yeah like yeah it was like something from a movie and then he says like was it uh three stooges or titanic yeah more like yeah, uh, a little bit of both a little, little, little more like uh money pit if money ball no money pit it was oh. it was uh <laughs> it's an old movie oh, thanks yes thank you um no. So, so have you ever heard of a wax ring in regard to a toilet? Um, just wait till you get nope. to that point. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, because when you pick up a toilet off the ground under the commode, right? Yeah, oh. what connects this porcelain throne to the metal pipe or PVC pipe coming up out of your floor is this nasty, sticky, gooey wax ring, and eventually mm-hmm. they dry out. And they're coated with every bit, uh, just a small sample of every bit of excrement that's ever passed by it. And um, you get to peel that off and, and, and put a fresh new one. And the new one is no better looking <laughs> than the old one. So uh, there, when, you, when you get to that point, I'll give, you a, I'll give you an adulting trophy from Target that I saw the other day. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, sell they, they sell them there. So he posted a picture of that. They're one. $9, I think. And, and Oh, man. I'll do it, though. So <laughs> as soon as you replace a wax ring, it could be 50 years from now, and I'll I'll, I'll go to, to Target. I'll, I'll call you up. And get you a trophy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing. I, I, uh, yeah. I, if you got through it with just one trip to the hardware store, that that's actually a, a miracle. Oh yeah. No, I've, now I'm trying to do sprinklers and I've had to go to the hardware store like <laughs> 12 times. What is it about that last job that made you want to start working on sprinklers? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like, a let's get our sprinklers ago. outdoors. That that's the best. Thing. There you go. Yeah. No, it's a whole year of having to water the lawn and going out there every day and hosing it down. I'm like, what? Why do I have to do this? This adulting is hard. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get a machine to do my adulting. It's a fight between how lazy I am and how cheap I am. Yeah. Oh, constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, are, are you thinking in the lawn sprinkler or just running hoses and crap? Oh, it's gonna pop up. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh, those are those are great until they don't work, and then yep. it's pain in the butt all the way through. My or you dog- hit it with the lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> chip. <laughs> one of them just. They might find that out the hard way. <laughs> oh, we, I always had one that would just water the the street for no reason whatsoever. 
Oh, yeah. Just like, hey, free car wash, everybody. It's not a very good one, but you're if you happen to come by every 15 seconds, you're going to get a little car wash action right. if you go by my mm-hmm. house. I never... No, we don't have it now. I, my, my front yard is the size of a postage stamp, so I could, oh, yeah. I could just t- literally take the hose out of the back of the toilet and and hit it from here. So, saying <laughs> um, thanks for sharing, uh, Yanush. Yeah. Let's let's move on down the row here to uh, Austin. Bring it. So when I uh, when I asked my kiddos, they they said, "Why don't you why don't you share some of those stories from that camp?" Um, I worked at a uh, children's camp in Virginia Beach. Oh, boy. Summers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's, uh, I mean, I, literally, I could start a podcast just on that. Uh, the number of stories that came out of that, just just my stories, and then just bring on a guest host every week, a former staff member. They could, we could, we could run for years. It would be fantastic. <laughs> um, so we had, um, uh, my wife and I worked there. Um, I, we were there for about four summers. And uh, each year we kind of got more and more invested in the place and took on more roles and responsibilities. We were on the older end of the staff. It was mostly like middle schoolers and high school, uh, high schoolers running the place. Yeah. Um, So as college students, we were the old sages among the staff. Ah. We, uh, me and a a buddy, Tim, we were there setting up a few weeks before camp. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, raking all the leaves out and back into the tree line and fixing the, you know, the window that got broken or what, you know, and all this kind of stuff getting ready for camp. And we decided to, um, to organize this giant sports bin that we had. It was, it was almost the size of a dumpster, mm-hmm. like one of those like double wide. It's full of basketballs and stuff or what? Oh man. So, so it was a, it was a, the camp was, was like a, it was a ministry. Uh, so it was like a, you know, started by church groups and whatnot. And so, that means that most of what was there was donated. Uh, and so that means you get the most random assortment of things that come in and anything remotely sport related ended up in this bin. Okay. I so gotcha. We decided to, to organize it and step one was just pulling it all out and, and deciding, uh, you know, what, what's what. And we were pulling out, like you said, basketballs. There was like 20 basketballs and there's, you know, 15 softball gloves and about a dozen softballs and then, uh, you know, tennis balls and ping pong paddles and tennis rackets and jump, ro- jump ropes, like a bag full of jump ropes. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the ones with the like plastic pieces on them. So they're yeah. really noisy when you're using them. The nice um, ones from the dollar store. Yeah. Like uh, an elementary school had gotten a new <laughs> set of jump ropes and gave us their old ones. And um, we kept coming across uh, the little ball pit balls. Yeah. So like, you know, like McDonald's Playland or Chuck E. Cheese or wherever. Yeah. Um, we, we found, you know, like there was one and we were like, well, that's weird. And then as we were digging, we found just a ton of these things and we didn't know why. And uh, just still to this day, don't know why. And we found, oh, I don't know. So uh, literally dozens of uh, ping pong paddles. We're, as you do, you pull out a basketball, so you bounce it a few times. And it, and we were in like a multi-purpose room, so there was a basketball in that. We you throw it, you grab the ping pong paddle, you pick up a ping pong ball, you hit it, you know yeah. those kinds of things. And um, I found myself hitting one of the ball pit balls with the ping pong paddle because why not? How did that work? 
better than I would have expected, which is why I kept doing it. <laughs> I just kind of whacked it and I was like, huh, you know, like it'll, it'll get a little bit of air here. A little bit and of so, fun. Yeah. So Tim had, he, he bent over and picked up one and I kind of whacked the ball over to him and he hit it back to me. And we're just kind of like, you know, and hit it before it hits the ground kind of thing. Right. And um, we kind of, as we're doing that, we, we started hitting it harder and harder, which meant, you know, you had to back up and the distance increased. And then eventually we got to the point where it was, we were too far for it to stay in the air. Mm-hmm. So we just started hitting it back and forth in it, whatever way we could. And eventually it was just basically we were hitting it across the ground. Okay. <laughs> Getting yeah. further and further apart from each other. With and ping pong is, paddle. With ping pong paddle. Okay. Ball. And, and by the way, we're like 19, 20 years old, something like that. Okay. That makes more sense uh, now. Gotcha. Working people, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, so eventually at one point I, you know, I hit it really hard at him. And so that meant he had to hit it harder and then I hit it harder, but at an angle and, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're, we're getting competitive to what end. I don't know, but eventually I hit it really hard and it went past him and I went one point. And he was like, one point? What? Like, what? The game has changed. Yeah, exactly. It went from co-op to competitive. So, he, you know, he goes and gets the ball and then he hits it and, you know, serves it at me, you know, overhand tennis style and gets it past me. He's like, ha, one point. Or, you know, he's like, two points. I got it over you in the air, you know, or something. Uh, Start yeah. hitting it back and forth. And, we're, and all of a sudden we're like, you know what? Hey, it's lunchtime. Let, let's just keep going. So we're hitting this thing back and forth. We ended up turning so that each of us was in front of one of the walls. Think about like under basketball width. Okay. We, you know, I, so I was in front of one wall. He was in front of the other. And now it was, if you hit the wall behind the guy. Ah. Mm. And all of a sudden we realized we had something on our hands here. You had a real sport. You made a, yeah. a real This is how it happens. So as some of the, as, as some of the other staff began showing up, we kind of started playing around with this thing and um we and and tim Tim and i kind of came up with a lot of the ground rules right off the bat and the first ground rule uh, we couldn't use any existing sports terminology so (laughs) because that's in soccer you didn't get a run or a touchdown or anything like that so what do you do you hit the wall with the ball so you get a wall so that's how you get your points you get a wall makes sense to me um, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't hit the wall with a ball. Every sport has a ball. This is a sphere. Okay. <laughs> so now we've got, you know, wall sphere thing, my Bob game. We were in a building that was named after who knows, some some guy that was important to the ministry, you know, in the 50s or something. Right. His last name was Schaefer. So building, we were playing Schaefer Sphere. <laughs> Simultaneously, the most fun and complicated word to say, Schaefer Sphere. It's like Schaefer Sphere. Schaefer Sphere. Schaefer Sphere. It sounds like a level of the atmosphere. Yep. You got the ionosphere. (laughs) Nowhere past the the Schaefer Sphere. There's two young idiots hitting a ball back and forth as uh, we pass Mm -hmm. through. Okay. It's a sphere. It's a sphere we were hitting back and forth. A sphere. If you, if you don't mind, sir. I'm sorry. So um, as we got the other staff involved, so we decided it was it would be three on three. And, um, you know, as we went along, it kind of part of the game became creating the game. Right. Produce more people mm-hmm. and you got to have. Well, I, 
you can't hit it like that. Well, why not? Well, that's a rule now, you know, and, and things <laughs> it's like, like a bunch of up. elementary schoolers playing Foursquare. <laughs> oh, uh, no cherry bombs. What's that? Um, uh, <laughs> whatever you just did to get me out, you know, that so thing, like, yeah. Calvin ball. Yeah. That I was thinking of <laughs> what from Calvin and Hobbes they had Calvin ball where they yeah, make yeah, the yeah. rules as they go. But you guys are sticking to it. Sounds like, and that was the thing is like when we when we created a rule like that was it. And because Tim and I started the game, first of all, we would just pretend that there were rules that existed as we made them up on the spot. <laughs> and then also we would we would kind of like we would have final say on all of this stuff because again we're the we're the you know the wizened old sages of of the staff and everything. And um, so uh, you know we we got to the point where where there were there were rules and and so if you violated a rule well you know in basketball that's that's a foul well we couldn't again we can't call it a foul Mm-mm. so we called it a a a, a chicken <laughs> there oh, were oh, hold on oh i get it now no, no, no you fired I get that it. Too soon that was too soon james too soon because <laughs> we just we ended up with with different layers you know how like you have like a you know personal foul and you have you know soccer you have yellow card and red card and all this kind of stuff well if you committed a bigger foul it was a turkey because it was a bigger foul <laughs> that's already sports terminology from uh bowling yeah oh uh, no but it didn't no 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 but it didn't refer to the same thing okay okay three strikes in bowling so this was this was if you committed a, a heinous foul it was a turkey so if so, this if this story doesn't end with the phrase and it's still being played worldwide today, you're in a lot of trouble. So so we we kept going and like I said, every time every time something came up, we had to come up with you know a goof and particularly the goofier the name or the term, the better. Right. Fun of the game was making up the game. So then we you know we ended up with names for the different players on the field. We had assigned positions. We had you know, like boundaries. I mean, like it just kept developing and developing and developing. And, uh, one, one kid decided he wanted to, uh, he was like making calls and everything. And I was like, what are you, the referee or something? And he was like, no, 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 we can't have a referee. And then somebody said umpire. And we're like, no, that's a thing. And he said, I'm the umpiree. So we had an umpiree. (laughs) And then we needed one on one side to see, um, if the ball hit the wall or the sphere hit the wall inside the boundary lines needed to stand closer right so he was down on that end so we said well what you know what's he going to be called is, is he like the other umphorey and he said yep he's the other so he became the other okay and then on we needed one on the other side wall was was being hit so we had the other others all right and just <laughs> going so um we we eventually we started writing down the rules and the way the the camp worked was you know like in the in about the middle of the day I was going to say, meanwhile, there's a bunch of kids stuck on buses somewhere. (laughs) They're like, are we ever going to start camp? (laughs) Because you guys are. So most of this happened during pre-camp training during breaks. (laughs) Off time. And then there were were break periods during the day. And so like half the staff would go on break at 12. And then the other half of the staff would go on break at 1. So there was two hours of Schaefer Sphere happening. And um, the the next summer, we we brought it back, and we ended up uh, like teams started forming. Kids started creating team jerseys. Wow! <laughs> uh, they were like there were like full on team names and rivalries, and and all this, and like team cheers. 
and people started like rooting for their teams. The kids started catching wind of it, and so they were cheering for their cabins, counselors, teams. The can't be you know, teams. I, you know what? I don't think we we even had a name for that. <laughs> can't be teams. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah, no, we weren't, we weren't teams. So my it's my a fellowship. Was, <laughs> Congregation. Uh, Yes, there was that. Oh, oh, my my favorite my favorite group was my it was actually my wife's group. Um, hers was uh, they were gloss. So you know, glow the glorious ladies of wrestling. Okay, the glorious ladies of Schaefer Sphere. Uh-huh. So <laughs> oh my gosh, going. So the end of the second summer, we actually organized a a tournament during the staff retreat, and you know, it like we got special permission to like go like we went like all night. You know, went to like one a.m. or some crazy thing like that. And, uh, and then as it turns out, that was for me and Tim, that was our last year at camp with, with folks over the years and everything. And, uh, and every now and then I would check in and I'd be like, Hey, Ron, um, like what's, what's, what's going on with Schaefer's fear? Like, are they still playing? It's like, yeah, man, they're still playing. You know, the games are still going. They're still making their jerseys. I had a kid who was originally one of my campers for my last summer, emailed me one or looked, found me on Facebook and said, do you still have a copy of the rules for Schaefer's Fear? This is like, <laughs> like seven or eight years later. Wow. And then uh, sadly, and, and yes, James, obviously we were intending to take over the world with this, with yes. this sport. Um, as, as it turned out, I never have heard the story. I need to, I need to get in touch with Ron. He was there years after, after we were. Something happened. Okay. And about eight or nine years after I left, Schaefer Sphere was officially banned by the the, like camp director. It was like, and I never have like somebody said, "Oh yeah, it got banned," and I was like, "Why?" And they were like, "We don't know." (laughs) So (laughs) no, (laughs) you know the 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 rivalry got too heated, and not because a kid you know broke another kid's face with somebody must have died. That's the only thing I can think of. Choked on a sphere. that's what I'm hoping is is not the case. So, uh, so if if any old Hope Haven, I'm gonna I'm gonna go post the link for this episode to the to the old Hope Haven Facebook group. If any of you guys are listening, uh, say hi. Yeah, and, and let me know what happened with old Schaefer Sphere. Well, I'll tell you what happened with old Schaefer Sphere with the magic oh, of the retail harp. <laughs> it was a, it was a dark and stormy night. The very last uh, round. Well, we don't call it round. It's called circle uh, of of Shaver Sphere. The uh, the the the, t- the teammates, also known as fellowship friends, uh, were 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 uh, paddling their uh, first. Uh, gosh, I'm having to come up with names of things, and I think it's so hard. But. Unfortunately, one young man, his name was Billy. He had a very big mouth for his age. It was exactly the same size as the outer circumference of a playground ball. And he was unfortunate enough to be a kid that spoke and kept his mouth open even when he wasn't speaking. He reached up for the serve, which was called something else other than serve because we're just snarky like that. And it's called a delivery. Oh, a delivery. And he received that delivery in his mouth and it lodged itself deep down into his esophagus, past his hanging downy, way down deep to where the, the most uh, 
aggressive Heimlich maneuver could never reach. And that poor Billy died there that day. And <laughs> the uh, Schaefer Sphere has been banned ever since. And that it's is the end. The end. From one of my first year cabins named Billy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And the game is still played worldwide to this day. Oh, man. There it is. That's what it needed it to say at the end. <laughs> So, so we, we we didn't serve the ball. You delivered the ball uh, unless you did a fake out where you hit it along the ground. Then it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Was it DiGiorno? Really? Yeah, that was. The- oh, <laughs> all right. We're Somebody back. said, well, it's not delivery. And I said, it's DiGiorno. Oh, Boom. oh my gosh. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> scribe. I'm not a scribe. I'm a writer downer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's do some listener stories. All right, we're in a unique position in that all of our listener stories are audio today. It's just oh. it's, it just happened that way. So this one's called Spider Canoe uh, by Jeremy Shields from the Neverland podcast. Here it goes. Greetings from the Spider Pan of Neverland, also known as Jeremy, host of the Neverland podcast. Told you. I have a story for you and... This is the year that I remember Arachnophobia was out on video because I remember I had just watched it that summer. Uh, but every summer, the youth group at my church, we would go on a canoe trip or a float trip, whatever you prefer to call it, however it works for you. Well, uh, I was in the canoe with my best friend, Philip, who's now a pastor, and this other guy, Dwayne. But all three of us were in a canoe. I was in the front of the canoe. I think Philip was in the, the middle and Dwayne was in the back, if I remember correctly. We, you know, teenagers, we have a hard, sometimes a hard time steering a canoe. And the, we, this was a uh, the Niangua River, I think, in Arkansas, kind of near Eureka Springs. Depending upon the rains every year, it would you know, there'd be times the boat would drag bottom. We'd have to get out and pull it out and move it into the water. But it was always a pain in the neck float trip, and it took hours to get to the the other side of the river where they'd be waiting to pick us up. Well, at one point, we had lost control of the canoe floating downstream, and we went towards the the right side of the river, towards the bank, and there was this tree kind of overhanging in front of us, and we, we there's nothing we could do. We were kind of getting swept. We couldn't seem to get pushed away from the bank, and we went through this tree, and I, being in the front, it's like, oh, gosh, there's this huge spider web ah. in this tree, you know, kind of around where the branches we were about to hit. Ah. But I looked and glanced no. over real quick. And said, it's okay. I don't see any spiders in it. And we kind of just covered our heads and <laughs> we went through this not. huge honking spider web. And we we're like, oh, this is horrible. You know, because, you know, when you're walking in the woods and you walk through spider web and it's terrible and it gets everywhere yeah. and you're trying to pull it out. Uh, but we got through the spider web and thought, okay, well, we're fine. You know, like, all right, well, going back down river, figured, okay, everything's hunky dory. And I feel this itching in my legs. <laughs> oh. And I looked down in the boat. And apparently there had been baby spiders no. all up in that web or no. eggs or something. Because I hadn't seen any spiders. But they were all over in the bottom of the canoe. They were crawling up my legs. And I was like, ah, there's spiders in the canoe. And then Philip and Dwayne suddenly looked down and realized, ah, spiders in the canoe. And we just turned the canoe over, jumped into the water. And we're just flushing out the canoe full of water and all this stuff. And getting all the spiders out drowning all of these off. spiders. Ugh. Yeah, so, you know, thankfully we were wearing life jackets, uh, but so we had to get all the spiders out of the canoe and then set the canoe upright and try to get all the water out of it and then try to climb our way back into the canoe and then make our way back down river. Oh, gosh. Uh, Yeah, you would think that would be the last time I'd ever gotten in a canoe, but no, I've been on other float trips since then and... 
I don't know why we kept doing them. I know they weren't always that much fun. There was always usually something that went wrong. My wife is a big outdoors person, and she wants to get in the canoe and do stuff. And every time I get into one, I'm like, what's going to be the disaster this time? You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be a funny story now because it scared the mess out of us. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, that is my spider story. So. Man. I'd share it. Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> what, what is the sensation of Tradition. the feeling of, of 150 baby spiders crawling up your leg? Oh, oh. oh. Sounds Gosh, I just want to die right now. I, and they're kind of translucent. You can see through them. Man, and you know they can breathe underwater. So you they're just, they're mm-hmm. just hanging on for dear life. Oh, oh. Man, it's just too much. Oh, man. Gosh. What's what's worse than snakes on a plane? Spiders on a canoe. <laughs> oh man! And and by the way, that is a canoe trip. A float trip is is inner tubes that you just float yeah, in. I thought that was tubes. Yeah. Say what? I thought that was tubes. Inner tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Tubing, tubing, or float or tubing. float trips. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've never heard a canoe. Trip. I, I've never heard, I've never heard of a float trip with a canoe. But you know what no. else? What else? Um, we have a. We have a, a tube to work day in Boulder sometimes. Really? Yeah, people go up to the uh, the top of the Boulder Creek and they uh, hop in an inner tube with their business suits and helmets on, <laughs> <laughs> and they float down the river. Wow! Until the they get close Mass to the transit system ever. Yeah, it's uh, it's dangerous. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, couldn't make it into work today. I died on the river. Yep. But I was trying to get to work. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse. Uh, this one's from Forrest Fisk. Uh, shotgun advice. Here we go. So I'm at Walmart this one day, and I have my kids with me, and they're just playing around trying to get bubblegum or candy or whatever off the shelves, and I'm saying no or whatever, and they're just goofing off, and I'm about ready to check out. And this guy was sitting in one of them uh, wheelchairs, um, the Walmart wheelchairs, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a, a Walmart looking guy. His, uh, <laughs> his, uh, belly below his belt is bigger than his belly above his belt. And he's got a cane in his hand and he's got, I'm already envisioning you know, this here. Yeah. And I, I thought nothing of it, you know, it was just whatever. And he, uh, looks at his kids and then it looks at my kids. I mean, and then he looks at me and he, he, he talks and it just, uh, it just didn't make sense. He says, you got a shotgun yet? I'm thinking, what, is there like a sale on aisle three or something? I mean, we're at Walmart. What in the world? And he stares at my daughter again. And then he looks up at me without really moving his head. And he says, have you got your shotgun yet? He's a pirate. And I'm like, uh, oh, oh, he, he, he thinks that I'm going to be one of those dads that's like cleaning the shotgun when... A girl brings home the boyfriend, and I have to intimidate my, you know, my daughter's boyfriend. And I just look at him and say, "Oh, okay, no, no, I haven't got one yet." But, but, but she's in karate, and she says, "Good for you." <laughs> like, okay, creepy. He speaks pirate. There you go. That's a different voiceover work. That is a fantastic voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I just want to say that a slight change to that because I don't think he was saying that. Are you going to be the dad that's going to be cleaning the shotgun thing? Usually, that just straight up means that your daughter is hot. 
And that is what's scary and freaky about this is this old man sitting in a chair and he's looking at this guy's kids and he's going, yeah, she's very, very pretty. He better get, <laughs> he better get a shotgun for people like me. And, uh, that's the scary part. <laughs> Just outrun him. It's, it's usually a compliment, you know, Hey, you're going to need a shotgun for that one. You know, cause you don't say that to every daughter or dad's daughter, you know, cause some of them you're like, they, they don't need a shotgun. They're not that attractive. <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe I have a shotgun daughter. I think every dad believes that, but it's not always true. And, um, Forrest, I, I just want you to know that that's what this guy was doing is he was judging the hotness of your, of your daughter and, and he was a freak. So just letting <laughs> you know, just oh, you, boy. telling you right now, uh, this is, uh, called church junk. And it uh, comes to, it comes to us from Chris Tipton. So here we go. Hey, James and John. Got a uh, story from church last Sunday. The pastor starts out his sermon with the line, We all got a lot of junk we carry around. Yeah, he even said it like John. <laughs> junk. Yeah, my thought is, yeah, as guys do. Thanks, that story <laughs> show, for ruining church for me. Chris Tipton from NC. Bye, y'all. I felt like I was in a in a confessional with this guy. <laughs> like I, I've had dirty thoughts in church because of this podcast that I listen to. I don't know. I think I think thanks for ruining church for me is a great <laughs> review. It's a great tagline. Yeah, we're we're ruining church for people since uh, 2006. Somebody was talking. You're listening to that story show. Thanks for ruining church for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that is all the time we have for this week. Can you believe it? It's already time. It's crazy. I know. If if we used your story, then we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you have a story? Then I want to hear it. Do you have stories about bats? We're trying to get some real bat stories. Uh, for a bat-themed episode. Uh, what about road rash? Do you have any road rash stories? What about cooking or being on stage? Uh, just trying to help you think of some stories you can send us. You can send these stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Follow us on Twitter at NLCast and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. If you want more great shows like this one, visit NLCast.com. And thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Zane Estrada, Janusz Stresbeck, and hey. yeah, the same hey. guy, and Carrie Wright. Become a patron today at Patreon.com slash That Story Show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or, uh, uh, you know, spidery happens to you, <laughs> d- don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. Just think... This belongs on That Story Show. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you filling in for John. No, Thanks glad to be here. On. And uh, we'll we'll do it again sometime. And uh, everybody remember, June 29th this year, St. Louis. Go to NLCast.com, click register now, and let us know that you're coming. And it's going to be a blast. It's going to be so much fun. See you guys next time right here on That Story Show. Peace. Bye. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.